So, uh, hey, this is Maximir Staffi of SIPA and uh, Hanna Lubakova, a Belarusian journalist. Um, we're Hello. doing, yeah, we're doing a second, uh, second try. Um, I was in previous question, I was asking you about how your country has changed and uh, you basically, you basically um, helped us to realize what a transformative change it is for Belarus and how many people do not actually realize uh, about the Belarusians holding these integral to them uh, values for demo uh, demo uh, democracy and rule of law and uh, justice. That is something really, really interesting since um, the country has been under, um, you know, Russian rule for uh, so many decades. And this is probably, you know, if you compare it to other countries like Ukraine and Georgia, this is something that Russian colonialism uh, often um, try to erase our history and our democratic traditions. And um, can I ask you quickly about democratic traditions in Belarus. What is exactly people don't know about how long uh, Belarusian tradition of democracy dates back? Our history, uh, you know, this kind of official history uh, that we learn at school uh, is basically focusing on the Second World War and on the Soviet mm. Union, but obviously the Belarusian history is much is richer, is uh, much longer, and it dates back to, you know, the Grand Duchy of Lithuania or, you know, many other events in, in the history of the country where uh, we call it, you know, the golden ages um, when the country was much bigger and we were in the union with our neighbors, with Poland, with Lithuania. And that's what is being ignored by the authorities. And it seems to me that the, the, the authorities actually um, did it on purpose so that Belarusians are not proud of their history, mm. uh, are not proud of their language, of all the symbols, you know, we have, such as the uh, white, red, white flag and, and uh, the coat of arms. So... So we are trying to kind of uh, explain it to people and to teach them that it actually our history dates back to, you know, centuries ago. And it's much richer than just the Soviet Union. Uh, and um, yeah, so that's what kind of is missing and that's what is lacking. But it's but it, also changing. But isn't it also frustrating for you when uh, there is foreign coverage of Belarus and the only kind of thing that is always mentioned, oh, this is a, a post-Soviet uh, state. It just always drives me crazy because um, it just limits the agency of our country so much in terms of like, as if our you know history and our European belonging started just in 90s, which is absolutely uh, not true. Isn't it frustrating? Uh, it is frustrating in a way. Well, it's been 30 years since basically the collapse of the Soviet Union. It, this is basically my age. So throughout the whole of my life, I've been living with this kind of notion that, well, this is a post-Soviet republic. This is a post-Soviet country. Um, and a lot has changed, right? And I think we have to rewrite uh, the um, uh, kind of change our rhetoric towards post-Soviet countries, if I may oh, say yeah. so. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But um, yeah, I think Belarus would be, um, it's in a way one of the, um, when it comes to European countries and European post-Soviet countries, it's one of the latest, one of the last countries that is actually fighting with this kind of um, old, you know, Soviet uh, 
um, um, dictator, authoritarian mm -hmm. leader. So I think that that might actually bring um, a more profound change uh, to, to actually kind of how we perceive post-Soviet countries. Yeah, and this is the most surprising thing for me as well, um, you know, because for me, it's not it's not a big surprise that Belarusians are doing that because a lot of people perceive uh, perceive the country um, as uh, somewhat complicit with uh, the dictatorship. But I've been to the country so many times in past years, and I've um, I've been amazed all the time, especially in the last five years, about the vibrant civil society that in many cases is more fierce and more vibrant than uh, even in Ukraine, for example. And this is uh, something that's been always under the radar and people wouldn't pay any sufficient attention. And they're, now they're so surprised that the, the protests are so well organized and people are so committed. This kind of um, aspiration towards democracy has matured for the past 26 years, but uh, it is true that Belarusians have been fighting forever, like for, for years. And they started in the 90s when Lukashenko came to power and it was in the beginning of the 20th. And then, uh, you know, they, they are still fighting. And, and, and it's just kind of this fight now, the scale of it is, is, is bigger and stronger. And actually, according to the latest polls, Belarusians are prepared to protest as long as it, it's necessary. Um, unlike before, when protests were dispersed easily and, and, and you know, people did not come out to the streets. But mm -hmm. um, so a lot has changed again. And, and I've never seen such a level of determination yeah. and resilience. And civil society uh, has also grown immensely. Um, mm -hmm. and, and again, it shows, you know, that, that actually new generation came 